You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hello and welcome again to Disney One by One. This week we're talking about Robin Hood from 1973. We're moving on through the 70s. And don't forget, you can check us out everywhere on the internet at Disney One X One. And if you could give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it'd be much appreciated. Today, as always, with me is my brother, David Rolfing. David, welcome back to Disney One by One. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me back. This is one of both of our favorites, I believe. So I was excited to watch it. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, it was definitely up there on my list. I don't recall exactly where, but it is certainly a favorite from childhood. And joining us this week, our latest special guest, Tina Jackson, all the way from San Antonio. Welcome to the show. I don't know why I waved just now. I like waved at the camera, but it, it didn't work. Yeah, uh, we communicate. Yeah, we communicate via Google Hangout, but you're only hearing us, so that's yeah. fine. No, the wave is. But just so everybody knows, I waved. And I'm I'm giving you a thumbs up back. So so Tina, you're in San Antonio. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to there. Uh, well, I moved down here about two years ago from Chicago, where I'd spent the last ten years uh, doing improv and comedy and touring the country with a couple of teams and I opened my own theater. So now I'm wow. a small business owner and that's been about a year and a half that I have owned and operated my own comedy theater. So I do comedy for a living and that's like, you know, just like the best job ever. Well, yeah, we went to college together and, and back in the day we were part of a, uh, a sketch comedy group that you created. The one and only year we had a sketch comedy team. It was you and me. <laughs> and what do we call it? You call it Laughter, Laughter, House, Laughter Five. House Five instead Laughter of Slaughterhouse Five. Five. It was, yep. Yeah, it was because I was reading Slaughterhouse Five in my English class. Okay. And I put the my finger over the S and it's Laughter House. And I thought that was very funny. It is actually not a bad, it's not a bad name. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And I don't, re- I don't remember most of the sketches that that we that we filmed, but it was oh, fun. It was a good time. I do. We had we had a good time. Uh, I, I would say that they were very silly. They were all very silly, but uh, that was a product very much of our age and uh, I think the comedy that was out at the time. So it was fun. And I also remember I like submitted some short film to some film festival you worked on too. Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we did that for one year. So I run a comedy festival. And uh, one year that we were running that, that we decided to do like a short film portion of that comedy festival. Uh, And you submitted um, one of your 48 hour films that we liked. That was a comedy. It was the umbrella, I think. Okay. It was like a rainbow yeah, umbrella. Yeah, and like, umbrella. Yep, very, yep. Yes, very silly. Um, <laughs> that I saw and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this one. Umbrella uh, Nutella. <laughs> that's right. I was like, it was just like everything rhymed. Yeah, it, Again, it was a guy. very silly stuff. Yeah, it was but, a guy trying to write a slogan for an umbrella company in order to win free umbrellas for life. And so he you was, know what? You could always use another umbrella. Yeah, so he was imagining things that rhyme with umbrella and what a commercial like that would look like. So we doused him in Nutella. We smothered him in mozzarella. We yes. made him. We we made him eat portabellas. Uh, yes, very silly. So yes, yes that year film uh, was at my comedy fest. The one year we did the the media, um, the short film portion to it. Nice uh, as an experiment, which worked, but it was so hard. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your Disney history a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, yes, let's. Yeah. How extensive is it or not at all? Oh, did you, did I was you... such a Disney kid, dude. Looking through this list of Disney films, I was like, 
seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, <laughs> own it, have multiple copies of it. You know, like uh, I used to have them all on VHS and then I had to, you know, convert or uh, rebuy uh, to get them all on DVD. So and, then, and then Blu-ray and then digital copy. Yeah, and... yeah. And now I'm just like, I just am like a Disney hoarder at this point. But like my first stuffed animal when you're a kid that goes in your crib and whatnot, I was like, that was Mickey Mouse. So I was a Disney kid instantly. How about going to the parks? Did you do any of that growing up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, one of my very first memories is being at uh, Disney. My brother's a year and a half younger than me, and I remember we were both in strollers, so we were still like little. <laughs> It's one of my first memories. And we were in line to see Mickey Mouse, who was my favorite. My mom went to get me out of the stroller. And it's one of these like hard plastic strollers. Like they've, you know, evolved strollers so much yeah, since then. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> but there's these hard plastic strollers and it was a hot day in Florida. And my mom like lifted me out of the stroller. And my thigh like stuck to the hard plastic seat and like did the thigh rip thing. And I started <laughs> crying. I remember crying like really hard and being like, I just want to see Mickey. And there's this long line and like, I'm crying. And I remember Mickey like cutting through the line and he was like, what, who's this kid crying? And like picked me up and I was like, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> so, I mean, I was, yeah, I was a little Disney kid, but I was always a Disney kid. That's amazing. So ranking my favorite movies is like f- terrible. It's hard. Now Mickey, like, they have them in a special room and you have to like wait in line for them. It's oh, a I know. And they've got like the, like the princess lunches and things. Yes. And you just have to like really make a plan to see all these characters. You used to just sort of wander around and find them. Do you have a favorite ride? I mean, I'm a ride kid, so I, I don't know. I like all of them. I like the old Pirates of the Caribbean and I like, I mean, I like a lot of the old classics because I'm kind of old school that way. But modern ones, I like Tower of Terror which they just rebranded to something else. But In California, yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yes, that's right. I was like, but that, I remember that one specifically, and I loved all that theming, and, but probably Haunted Mansion if I have to. Sure. Because uh, I was also always a little ghost kid. Well, and you've done, have you done like haunted houses and like, I've seen you in like zombie makeup and stuff. Yeah, no, I worked at, uh, in Chicago, I worked for a haunted house company for five years and I managed one of their haunted houses and, uh, okay. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I was a Disney kid and I was a zombie kid and then, you know, I, but I was always a theater kid. As long as I'm dressed up as somebody else, I'm happy. <laughs> no, that's awesome. All right. So did you, were you able to narrow down that list of 50 something oh, to your top five? I had five? to narrow it down to a list of 11 and then I had to rank them <laughs> one to 11 and it was just horrible. I had a, a terrible time doing well, it. Well, do your 11. Do you have your 11? Oh, I got my 11. Rattle through them. Uh, I narrowed it down. My top five, Little Mermaid is one, uh, Moana I love, Tangled I love, uh, Lion King, and Sleeping Beauty is what I narrowed as my top five. Okay, but what's also, the number one? Oh, number one is Little Mermaid, because uh, that was the first one I feel like came out when I was like right at that age where I was like, this magical world is unfolding before me, and all I want to do is get like a stuffed animal that looks like Max the Sheep you know, the sheepdog and I <laughs> called everything dingle hoppers and like, I, like my mom had to make me stop brushing my hair with a fork. Like <laughs> I was like at that perfect age where I was imagining everything, but the, mo- the modern ones like tangled in Moana. I love Moana's like the girl that saves herself. And I love that. I'm a <laughs> super feminist at this point. Lion King. The music is so great. Sleeping beauty. I love the music and the animation and the fairies and like 
Uh, and Maleficent, like, back in the old school, like, the bad guys were super bad guys. Yes, they were. <laughs> I was like, Maleficent <laughs> was evil as hell. Uh, and I, I like that. Uh, but also in the top 11, Peter Pan, even though it does not hold up. <laughs> uh, Lady and the Tramp, Sword in the Stone, uh, Robin Hood, for sure. Oliver and Company and Tarzan. Nice. Oliver and Company, yeah, that's a deep cut, I think, but... Yeah, it is. I don't know if I've seen that. What? No, I love that. My brother and I had a like a Disney sing-along tape that we listened to when we were kids. And uh, I would say, like, I don't know, is it weird to have a song with your brother? Do you and your brother like have a song that's like, that makes me think of David? Uh, I don't, Dave? Uh, Do you guys have a song? I don't know. <laughs> My brother and I have a song, and it's from Oliver and Company. <laughs> <laughs> We do both really like that song from Mulan. Oh, that's a good one. Make a man out of you. Yeah, everybody likes that song. If anybody doesn't like that, they have issues. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a, a barometer of friendship, I think. Yeah. Before we move on, a couple more iTunes reviews for you. First from Aaron5567. He says, best podcast in my feed. Hey, guys, love everything you do. It's always the highlight of my week, but you missed King Louis' song out of the Jungle Book episode. That one is a classic. Keep up the great work. Thanks for that. It's hard to remember every single thing about every single one of these. But And from Innocence00, who I think we read earlier, but this is an updated review. Enjoying this fun podcast and catching up on all these episodes. Well produced, and I love all the commentary and the guests. I'm a gigantic, huge, major Disney fan, and I may have almost all of these movies. Love the connections to the parks. Mike and I have a lot in common. It's so interesting to hear how Disney has been a part of everyone's lives. A sure connector. Thanks so much for writing those. If you haven't heard yours yet, you'll hear it on a future episode. And now... We'll move on to Robin Hood. And now, our feature presentation. He's the cutest and boxiest Robin Hood ever. And kids got class. This summer, give your family an adventure they'll never forget. Walt Disney's Robin Hood on video cassette. Capture the fun today. What are we waiting for? So, Robin Hood goes all the way back to 1937, where Walt was interested in adapting the story called Reynard the Fox which was a 12th century medieval tale about an anthropomorphic uh, fox and other animals. Um, but he decided he didn't really like the character Reynard uh, for a kid's movie. Um, it then evolved into this story called Chanticleer and Reynard, which, David, we talked about Chanticleer like back on the Sword in the Stone episode, maybe? Yeah, I recognize the name. I don't remember what it was, though. It's like Chanticleer's this old like rooster story. I don't know, that Walt was interested in for a while. And then yeah. it actually that evolved into Rockadoodle. Which is oh, not a man. which is not a Disney movie. It's a Don Bluth movie, who also made like uh, what's the Five Five Goes West? That oh, yeah. th- that those people. And Thumbelina. Yeah. And a whole. Yeah. Th- like all the off-brand Disney movies, yes, the ones that exactly. people think are Disney but aren't. I watched the trailer for Rockadoodle yesterday. I remember being freaked out by that movie as a kid, and the trailer was messed up. So. <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Anyway, it evolved into this Chanticleer and Reynard thing, but they scrapped that in the 60s to make Sword in the Stone. And when Aristocats was in the works, which is what we talked about last week, the guys at Disney were looking for another like classic tale to tell. And so Ken Anderson, who's one of the guys in charge after Walt passed away, suggested Robin Hood. And Robin Hood is an English kind of folklore tale, a legend that's been around for for centuries there's no real like exact source material there's rumors that robin hood was actually a real person or it's just a name that criminals use to to sort of a cover back in the day yes exactly so 
they decided to blend those original ideas of Reynard and the anthropomorphic fox and animals with Robin Hood. The original idea was to put it in the deep south, like of America. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that'll work. <laughs> which sounds like a terrible idea, especially because Song of the South came out around then as well, and that's a I have never watched that in full. But it's apparently a super racist. It's it does not hold up. Okay. It's worse than Peter Pan at this point. Okay. <laughs> That's saying something. Though oddly, Song of the South is the inspiration for Splash Mountain. Yes. Which was built in like the nineties. So the the Song of the South Disney relationship is kind of odd. But anyway, they wisely decided to take Robin Hood to England where he belongs. They originally wanted the Merry Men to be in the movie, but they decided to turn it into a buddy film with Robin Hood and Little John. And so then they started to cast this thing. And honestly, this cast is just incredible. I love the oh, voice yeah. characters in here, um, which we can dive into when we start talking about it. They got a guy named Brian Bedford to play Robin Hood, who was a uh, stage actor. He's received uh, seven Tony nominations in his career. Uh, the Rooster, Alan Adele, is played by a American singer-songwriter named Roger Miller, who is a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, we got Little John, played by Phil Harris, who also played Baloo and Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats. He is one of my favorite Disney voices. And then uh, Monica Evans, who is most famous for being in The Odd Couple, plays Maid Marian. So the movie premiered at Radio City Music Hall November 8th, 1973. It made about $35 million in its initial release. The song uh, Love was nominated for an Oscar. It did not win. And that's about the history of Robin Hood. So David, what else do you have to contribute to that? I have a couple of fun facts. Um... A random one, when Lady Cluck is taking on the hippo guards at the festival, you can hear the University of Wisconsin's fight song yes. in the soundtrack, which is random. I didn't notice that. I just found that on this fun facts mm -hmm. uh, in my research. I read that also. Nice. Let's see. Yeah, so, she's mowing over people like she's a football player. Yeah. And it's yes. playing. Da, 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 yes, da, it fits. Da, da. Yep. Another one. So we've mentioned on previous movies how they kind of reuse certain random animations in mm -hmm. future movies. Oh, yeah. So they don't have to completely re redo it. And um, the dancing in this movie, they took dances from Snow White the, and the Aristocats into animating the dance scene where they're in the forest having their little party and made Marion does the same dance moves as uh, Snow White. Yep, yeah, yeah, you got Snow it. Snow White and the Tina, girl cat. Tina, go, via video, is, is showing, it. showing yeah. the perfect the She perfect does the silly little clap. <laughs> you remember the dance moves, yes. Yeah, I was so, a Disney kid. Lazy Disney animators once again reusing dance moves and other animations, but uh, it's kind also, of interesting. yeah, Ka from Jungle Book and Sir Hiss and Baloo and Little uh, John have a lot of similarities, too, because, you know, big bear with the, I mean, shape and sizing and... Uh, and then a snake with hypnotic eyes. You <laughs> yeah. know, you're finding a lot of doubled up animation on that. So let's uh, talk about our personal history with this movie. We sort of talked about it a little bit, but Tina, growing up, uh, was Robin Hood a staple in your home? Uh, all the Disney movies were uh, like on constant repeat. So if it wasn't Robin Hood, it was a different Disney movie. So yeah, uh, my brother and I watched this a ton of times to the point that as I was rewatching it to refresh myself for this podcast, I found myself like quoting along with the movie and saying, <laughs> I was like, man, I haven't watched this in a long time, but I still remember it like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's pretty impressive the memory you can retain from your childhood. 
David, how about you? I mean, yours is probably similar to mine. It was similar to Tina's and yours probably too, but like I hadn't seen this movie in 10 years-ish. I can't remember the last time I watched it, but we watched it so many times as kids that I was quoting it as well and remembering a lot of like little little details that I liked as a kid that um, I remembered 10 plus years later. So this movie definitely... Um, stuck in my mind and a lot of the little quirks and animations and things that I liked as a kid I liked as an adult still so definitely still enjoyed it yeah same for me watching this back yesterday was a lot of fun my wife was sitting next to me like working on some homework while sort of half watching it, and I was just sort of randomly quoting lines and she's like man you have seen this a lot haven't you <laughs> like getting getting mildly annoyed yeah. um, and like <laughs> humming music cues and stuff mm-hmm. if you listeners haven't noticed the the music i use for the intro and outro of this show is music from robin hood we'll, we'll see if disney shuts it down hopefully they won't because it's fantastic of course and it's not monetized yet <laughs> and it's not monetized. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i love robin hood grew up watching it it was definitely one of the main movies on loop in our house so well and this is one that still sort of holds up too i mean like peter pan and song of the south we were just talking about like do not hold up (laughs) this one i think is still a movie that i would show a kid today or my grandma or you know i mean like it's because there's nothing there's nothing overtly racist in it yeah i would say yeah no overtly racist you know we've got uh some classes some classes between these animals but no uh no racial divide Before we move any further, I have a little game to warm us up about right. Robin Hood Ooh. before we talk about the movie in more detail. So I have quotes. I have quotes from the following Robin Hood movies oh. from. So keep track from the Avengers of Robin Hood from 1938 starring Errol Flynn from Robin Hood 1973, the Disney movie, which we're talking about. Obviously. From Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991 starring Kevin Costner. From Robin Hood, Men in Tights. From 1993, starring Carrie Elways. A great one. And from Robin Hood in 2010, starring Russell Crowe. So <laughs> I'm going to read the quote, and you're going to have to guess what movie, which movie it's from. And I guess you can chime in or ding, or how are oh, we going? Um, or just, just shout it <laughs> out. I'll, I'll raise my hand since everybody can see it. So again, we have Errol Flynn, Disney, Kevin Costner, Carrie Elways, or Russell Crowe. Here's the first one. A chastity belt that's going to chafe my willy. Oh, that's definitely Men in Tights. (laughs) Yep, you got it. All right. For sure. I love that one. The next one, and this is the Sheriff of Nottingham saying this. Loxley, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Prince of Thieves. Yes. Got it. Got it. I've never seen the breasts of a noblewoman. Errol Flynn. Nope. (gasps) uh, Russell Crowe? Nope. (laughs) Disney. No. No. That's also Kevin Costner. Oh, though sorry. it's not. I it's thought not, each movie was yeah. getting one quote. I was no, no. I'm, I'm tra- I it's just tricky. I'm trying to trick right. you. Trick question. Moving on. Oh, for heaven's sake, son! You're no outlaw. Why someday you'll be called a great hero? Well, that's the Disney, Disney movie. Yep. Who yeah. says it? Uh, Friar Tuck. Yes, nailed it. Ah. Okay, I got a few more here. Mm-hmm. We are men of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> men in tights. Nope. That's a- yeah, it's close. Men of the Hood. I'm gonna say Russell Crowe. You got it. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the Russell Crowe one. I don't but... think I have either, but it just sounds like just put it in that pocket because it's probably not so good. Okay. All right. Here's a here's a good one. 
these are two lines from two different people. So the first okay. person says, first person says, and why should the people listen to you? The response is, because unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Oh, men in tights. Men in tights. Yep. And that's yeah. bashing uh, Kevin Costner, which came out two years prior. Oof. Couple more while we're, while we're, while we're, while we're hot I love here. The, I right. love a good quote game. Let's go. Okay. Men, if you're willing to fight for our people, I want you. Russell Crowe. Nope. I, I was like, I don't think I've seen the Errol Flynn or the uh, Kevin or the Russell Crowe one, but maybe Errol Flynn. It's it's Errol Flynn. You got it. I, it's just a, that was just a ballpark. Yep. What about the Taron Egerton Robin Hood? That's I decided the brand not new to one. add. I decided not to <laughs> add one extra one on top of these. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want six Robin Hoods. No, in the I didn't. Let's do one more. Let's see what's what's a good one here. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. Russell Crowe. Nailed it. Ding, 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 ding. Has to be (laughs) more intense. All right, good job. Let's move on. Every town has its ups and downs. All right, so Robin Hood. Tina, you've watched it again. Yeah. Probably for the first time in a little while. Yeah, just a little while. Yeah, just a little while. Um, what are your initial thoughts upon watching it again? Um, uh, I think the thing that struck me this time that did not strike me probably the last time I watched it a couple years ago was just how, you know, how silly, like, this whiny baby prince seemed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't feel so silly anymore. <laughs> uh, it feels a little topical. <laughs> but I always, uh, Lady Cluck was always my favorite. <laughs> And she's still my favorite. <laughs> That's a thing that's still true. I was always the girl who was like a little too tomboyish to be anybody's ingenue. So I really always appreciated like the cool, the fun sidekick character uh, who is a kick-ass lady. So that has influenced my life in a lot of ways. Not Lady Cluck in particular, but that archetype of character. Yeah, sure. David, how about you upon watching this after 10 years, you think? Yeah, 10 something years. I was very I really enjoyed this movie. Like the just the charisma of every single voice actor really showed through. The pace of the movie just kept was at a really good cadence and I never felt bored like some of these older Disney movies they just drag along a little bit. This one was like the perfect length. I thought the story overall was solid. It had a great kind of like introduction of the characters a little climax in the middle, but then another issue that they resolve at the end and um, a a full complete story like that also in these early Disney movies isn't (laughs) typical, I would say. So that was refreshing as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it and I don't think I included it in my, my top five originally, but it's probably up there. I love this movie. I always have. And watching it again, just as I said, brought the memories flooding back as you said dave like the characters in this the voice actors in this are so they're so darn good they're so good Mm -hmm. like every single one of them other than the fact that their accents are kind of inconsistent well and that was one of the things that uh that i noted too but when i was looking up a couple of facts about this uh you know and you mentioned earlier that they were talking about setting this in the old south and they got a lot of western movie actors like movie actors who are traditionally known for like their roles in westerns you're looking at sheriff of nottingham who normally plays like a sheriff or a villain in like western films of the time so that i think the accents 
being a particularly uh, strange part of this. You know, we're not looking at a lot of British accents. And I think Prince John, uh, if I remember correctly, was a maybe a Russian guy. His name is um, Peter Ustinov. Peter, yeah, it sounds Russian at least. Yeah, it does. You know, so that, that, you know, we're not working with a lot of British actors on this one, even if it's set in Sherwood Forest in England. Yeah, but Robin Hood and Maid Marian sound pretty British to me. So Yes, that's true. And as I said, I, I absolutely love Phil Harris. Oh, yeah. Who, who played uh, Little John in this. He just mm-hmm. plays the same character in every movie he's in. But, oh, yeah. But same I'm voice, fine with that. Same, same, like, big, bold body character. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but, like, every single character... No matter if it was a good guy or a bad guy, they were just like lovable from yes. like the mice in the church to oh. to the sheriff, <laughs> like even the evil characters, you still like like them and they're still like charismatic somehow. I don't know how they did it. Well, yeah, even like, yeah, sort of the whistle in uh, in uh, the sheriff's voice. I love the sheriff's. What's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat Buttram. Buttram, yeah, uh, that he's got sort of this like high-pitched whistle he does at the end of some of his like words and lines <laughs> that i i feel like i've worked years trying to emulate and failed most of the time yeah he's a lot of fun and he his voice was in aristocats david did you remember notice was that he in aristocats really no oh, gosh he was the bloodhound i think in the aristocats oh, yeah. one, of, oh, yeah. one of the dogs mm-hmm. it smarts don't it Otto? but prince john says that taxes should hurt You'd expect that like higher pitched voice to be like a small old character, kind of like the dog in Aristocats, but it didn't completely fit the big body character, the sheriff. Like right when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's his voice. But Mm -hmm. by the end of the movie, it like fit his character because like (laughs) he was intimidating and he like stole people's money. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, he was kind of like a silly, like pretending not to be bad and trying not, not to feel bad about his tax collector job he was a wolf but he was also kind of a weasel so i feel like it's kind of a he was kind of a weaselly wolf character so i think they that fits yeah he's got it all wrong yes the sniveling groveling weaselly my other favorite thing about this movie besides the incredible characters is the incredible music yes there are so many like memorable iconic songs in this movie Mm-hmm. Um, starting with uh, Whistle Stop at the top. Is that the name of it? Yeah, so it's called Whistle Stop. All right. Is that the inspiration for the hamster dance? It oh, is, yes, it is. It is the hamster dance. It okay. is the hamster dance, for sure. Uh, if the part where he goes, if you speed that up, that's hamster dance, baby. To 150%, it is the hamster dance. <laughs> okay, so they did rip Robin Hood off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they sampled it. They sampled Whistle Stop for yeah. hamster dance, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you speed up, is yeah, right. Yep. Tina's dancing I'm in the video. Yep. Yep. You're missing a lot by only getting the audio. Yes, on. I know. <laughs> My favorite song, well, there's so many. We get Oodle Lolly. Roger Miller classic. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. I love 
the song called Love in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's the one that was uh, nominated for an Oscar that it year. It was. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I forget who sings it. Nancy somebody. Nancy, mm-hmm. Nancy Adams sings it. And that like gave me chills when it started playing because it just like, I don't know, that scene, that little uh, sort of love montage is mm-hmm. so just with the fireflies and the waterfalls. Oh, it's so it's, beautiful. It's so beautiful. Magical. It is, it is magical. magical. Love, it seems like only yesterday. You were just a child at play. Now you're all grown up inside of me. Oh, how fast those moments flee. And I don't know if I like, as a child, like was longing for love or something, but something <laughs> something came back when that yeah, was. I don't know. I feel like I was well, for sure. I was a little girl and I always wanted love. So yeah, I I loved Robin Hood because I wanted to be made Marion. But I was way more of a lady cluck, frankly. <laughs> In my like, who from Robin Hood are you? Like Buzzfeed quiz. I'm lady cluck all up and down. I don't know. I don't know who I would be. Maybe like Friar Tuck. <laughs> Oh, that old badger. Who also has an incredible voice. Life is brief, but when it's gone, love goes on and on. I want to give a shout out as we're talking about music to George Bruns, who I've mentioned in a few previous episodes, but he is the guy who wrote the music in this movie uh, scored it and also helped write the the love song he worked on aristocats he worked on jungle book he is just like a hit maker really one of the one one of the unsung heroes of these movies 101 dalmatians he also worked on as well so shout out to george to george bruns i hope he hears us yeah is he still alive probably not i doubt i doubt it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's so many fun scenes in this movie. Uh, Tina, if you had to pick like a favorite moment, a favorite sequence, I'm going to make you pick. I don't know. I mean, you sort of mentioned it earlier, but uh, like I I just keep going back to Lady Cluck. But when she's taking down those rhinos and she's just like elbowing them and like I just thought that was the funniest thing. Just like this little chicken taking down these rhinos. I think it's empowering. I don't know. I like it. But I also also really like the uh, all the little uh, animals, like all the little bunnies and the little uh, turtle and his little lisp that he has, I think are just so funny. And I like all the the barbs between those little sibling rabbits and uh, and how silly they are. Skippy, you can't go in there. Yeah, Prince John will chop off your head like this. David, do you have a favorite sequence? I mean, this movie is definitely like clouded by nostalgia for me. It <laughs> feels like, and it's this is like the first movie that we've watched that's kind of been that way. So it's really hard for me to pick a scene because like all of them made me happy because I remember had good memories of them. Um, as a kid, I would probably say like the archery competition. I'm rewatching it. For some reason, the scene where the sheriff stole the one coin from the mice in the church and then oh. Fri- Friar Tuck just freaks out and starts yeah. beating him. I just really loved that scene because he's like standing up for himself 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was probably my favorite scene. And that's your your, your inner MMA fan coming out as well. <laughs> yes. He took a nice beating. Get out of my church! Ow! 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 I think one of the things that's cool about this movie and maybe contributes to my... Ch- I don't know if this is subconscious or uh, consciously done but like i was a kid who broke a lot of rules um uh, not like a bad kid but i was just like when something felt unfair i didn't mind breaking a rule to i don't know do the right thing and robin hood very early on uh, in this movie uh i probably even the first scene that little john looks at uh robin hood and he says hey robin are we good guys or bad guys yeah uh, and I thought that was such a cool line that I don't think resonated with me as a kid, but as an adult, it's like, we all feel like we're the heroes of our own stories and that anything that comes at us, you know, but everybody feels that way. Uh, bad guys think that they're the good guys in their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that sort of maybe the moral or I don't know, end lesson of this movie is like the rules aren't always right. And like, there's, there's a, a time and a place to break a rule. Uh, or a law, or a, you know that that there was the robbing the rich to feed the poor kind of yeah. stuff that uh, I thought maybe contributed to my <laughs> maybe in some small way contributed to my rebellion. And I was a huge rule rule follower as a kid, but I still side with Robin Hood. So oh yeah, you know something, Robin? I was just wondering: Are we good guys or bad guys? You know, I mean, uh, are robbing the rich to feed the poor? Rob. That's a naughty word. We never rob. There are just so many great sequences in this movie. We'll just talk through a couple of them. First off, near the beginning, uh, Robin and, and Little John dress in drag to go uh, hypnotize and rob Prince John. It is, there's so many moments in this that are just fantastic. Ooh, the lolly. And they bring in the, the crystal ball full of fireflies and hide the coins in their bosoms. Oh, yeah. I mean, just from the start, it's just so much fun. There's just so many fun scenes, just back to back to back. I think my favorite is probably the archery sequence. You know how in Mythbusters, you might have seen this episode where they test the splitting of an arrow? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was, show was probably on like 10 years ago. Mythbusters <laughs> isn't around anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but, people know. People know what it is. Yeah, Robin Hood... Shoots up the arrow because the sheriff knocks his bow. Then he shoots the other arrow and hits it down. But it it landed on the other arrow, like on the tip of it, and kind of broke the bottom arrow. But it didn't actually split the other arrow, like down the shaft, like you think of Robin Hood splitting an arrow. So there must be like a live action movie or a couple of Robin Hood where he does that. But Mm -hmm. in this movie, it didn't actually happen like they said it happened in Mythbusters. So So you're saying it was more realistic? (laughs) Yes. Like... Like that could have actually happened. Yes, it was okay. a lot, it was a lot more realistic nice. than whatever movie they based the myth busting off of. <laughs> I also really liked the kind of end sequence where they are uh, the the prison escape. Oh yeah, the great escape. And oh yeah, and they're like uh, they've got like a pulley, pulley with system. The, the coins that they're sending down the line. Yep, it is such it's it's so like expertly crafted and like choreographed oh yeah it's just amazing that they hand draw all this stuff and also again the music is so perfect for every moment when they start running out and you get this like it's like surf guitar starts playing it's so Uh weird
the strangest co combination of like orchestra, jazz, and like Dick Dale surf guitar. But it's it's fantastic. Any other thoughts before we start wrapping this up? I found where the splitting of an arrow happened. Okay. Oh, good. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, oh, of course. starring Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, it happens in that movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I prefer Fox Robin personally. Yes, I, I do, do too. My husband prefers uh, the Kevin Costner version, but he's wrong. And he has a terrible accent in that movie. Terrible. It's foxes all the way for me, baby. Though, though Alan Rickman's pretty cool. Yeah. He's no fox. <laughs> no bear. All right. So, Tina, there, there's a job uh, of our guests that oh, I will put you good. on the spot right now. We have no set rating system. So uh -huh. we need a Robin Hood related rating system for us to rate this movie. It can be out oh, of, out of anything related? you want. Yeah. Like out of five arrows. That's a terrible one. But you get the gist. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got I immediately. I thought of uh, you know the rings on Prince John's fingers. How many jewels okay. did you get? Okay. Out Suckled of five. jewels. Suckled jewels. <laughs> Suckled <laughs> jewels. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But if we're going suckled jewels, jewels, oh, jewels. Uh, if we're going suckled jewels, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, I, it would have to be a five for five. Uh, I don't think I could go four and a half on it. I think this is a very well-crafted, well-directed and animated, voiced. I mean, it's it's hard to critique this movie in a negative way because I literally smiled for an hour and 23 minutes just yeah. re-watching this movie. And it wasn't all nostalgia, you know? I, it, was, uh, it was a good movie. So I would say out of, uh, it would be a five for five out of Suckled Jewels. All right, David, Suckled Jewels. What do you got? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I kind of stole your rating system idea and made it my own, but that's all right. Um, man, I'm trying to think if I should give this a perfect rating or not. I don't think I can give it a perfect, perfect rating because it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's true. But it was amazing. So I think I'd probably have to go with like 4.8. Four pretty, we okay well if we're giving if we're going jewels. like a 10 decimal system uh then i would also probably go 4.8 but if we were going round yeah. numbers you know you can do you can revise it and do decimals all right 4.8 then because you're right it's not probably a perfect movie uh it doesn't deserve a hundred percent but it's you know it's a high 90 percentile so yeah 4.8 sounds right all right Mike. All right. What do I got? What do I got? Uh, <laughs> Unsuckled I, jewels. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I do too. I'm going 4.9. Wow. <laughs> so close to perfect. 4.95. 4. Uh, it's wow. fantastic. I, I, I really, really like it. Tina, uh, get this. Mike gave <laughs> the three caballeros a 100% score. <laughs> Uh, well, have you seen the three caballeros? Not since 1989. All right, it's I definitely it. better, not as good as Robin Hood. I'll tell you that. Okay, yeah. well, fine. I'll give Robin Hood a five out of five if you're if you're critiquing my rating system. All right, so it's better than caballeros. It's equivalent. It's <gasps> they're both they're both 100. <laughs> percent uh, Robin, amusing. it's so good. Robin Hood's so good. Like I have a hard time knocking any part of it. I really yeah. do. Like no, every. From the opening titles 
mm-hmm. to to the very end you know it's 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 incredible and w- with that uh we'll close this show out this has been a lot of fun yeah tina thank you so much for joining us hey thanks for having me rolfing brothers and david of course uh you're stuck with me so i guess thanks <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. such as family. Let me look up a clever Robin Hood quote. I'm not sure if this is actually from the animated Robin Hood. I don't think it is, but <laughs> we don't steal from the rich and give to the poor. We steal from the poor because they can't fight back. Most of them, and the rich take from us because they could wipe us out in a day. <laughs> that is definitely yeah, that not is the not animated movie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's fine. We'll 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 take it. So again, remember you can check us out on the internet everywhere at Disney One X One, and if you could give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, whatever they call it, it'd be much appreciated. Uh, thanks again, Oodalali, Oodalali, golly, what a day! Next week we have the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So we'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast. I thought the pace of the movie was really good. I was never bored. It just kept pushing along. Had a... <coughs> Good pace, man. We both have coughs. It's not <laughs> the best. Everybody's got a cough. Yeah. Life is brief, but when it's gone, love still goes on. And